The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio 680 WPTF and 98.5 FM. This is the Turning Your Life Around podcast, presented by 180 Counseling, hosted by founder Sarah Coates, a licensed clinical mental health counselor. In this podcast, Sarah and her team of therapists will dive deep into many topics on mental health care. Here's your host, Sarah Coates. Hello, and welcome to the Turning Your Life Around podcast. So glad you're listening today. I'm your host, Sarah Coates, and we have got a really very exciting topic to talk about today. We're going to talk about goal setting and motivation. I have some great friends with me here at the podcast table to talk about these things. I want to introduce Hannah DeStunder. She is in the Holly Springs office. Emily Fry. She's in the Clayton office, which, side note, Clayton is our newest location. And then we're also joined by Sarah Bingham, who is one of our lead administrators in the company. And today we're going to talk about goal setting and motivation, like I just mentioned. And I think all three of you have something really fun in common, something that I don't do probably unless a bear is chasing me, which is running. And so I know that you guys have all done something really fun, running the Disney half marathon, 10K. I don't know. Do they have a full marathon at Disney? So they do have a full marathon, but the full marathon is for the like Disney run weekend. So the one that we have done and are doing is the Disney princess. So that is around princesses oh because you three think you're princesses of course absolutely absolutely. Pocahontas she's my girl (laughs) Ariel's mine now who are you Sarah I was Belle Belle okay gotcha Mm -hmm. so the Disney marathons are themed is what I'm hearing absolutely and you ladies did the princess one yes I should clarify I am Sarah and Hannah have been able to accomplish this goal I am still in the process so uh come February 27th we'll find out if I am able to accomplish it as well you will you will girl (laughs) she absolutely will so you're gonna run it in February yes it is the end of February and it's in Disney that's so fun is it warm in February in Florida yes and no so the thing is which I don't know if if Emily knows this or not, but you have to be there at like 3.30 a.m. So like the parks are closed and it's cold. And when you finish the race, they give you a blanket, which is really kind of counterproductive. But in the beginning, you're just standing there. Everyone's all hyped and cold. And then by the time you start, it's like 5 a.m. I think is the start time. Um, And then as you continue running, the sun comes out, it gets warmer. But when you start, it's real cold. That does not sound like fun to me. If there's ever a place that I'm going to torture myself running, it is going to be in Disney. It's going to be dressed up as Ariel, and it is going to be to see the castle. It's to see the uh, the spectators, um, and it is to see to, to have the accomplishment that I've done it. I actually brought a blanket with me and threw it to the side when it first started because it it was really cold in the morning. I wasn't quite expecting how cold it was because you're in Florida, you're in Disney. So, but at three o'clock in the morning. (laughs) So yeah, I I highly recommend bringing a blanket and then we just threw it to the side. Which I will say because Disney is Disney and they're amazing and they give back all the time. That is part of it. So like they recommend wearing light jackets or blankets or things that you want to dispose of and they come along and pick them up and then they actually donate them to organizations Mm -hmm. nearby. So you're still giving back even when you lose. (laughs) (laughs) Giving back even when you lose. On that note, (laughs) 
let's talk about goal setting and motivation, which is, you know, what we're here to talk about today. Obviously, when you have your sight set on doing something like a marathon, that is a goal. And in life, I think one of the things that keeps us all moving along is having goals in life and things to reach for and things to strive for. So what are some thoughts about goal setting? Maybe, you know, in this specific uh, example of running the marathons or maybe some other things in life? So one of my goals was to do this race before a certain age. And I heard from Sarah that she had accomplished it. She has a book and I, I was looking through it and I was really inspired by it. Um, and that's when she also said that Hannah had done it as well. And I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, two people have survived a, a half marathon. And I said, okay, you know, with COVID, with the with, with how it's been over the past almost two years now, I wanted to strive for something. I wanted to feel like I was setting um, a goal for something that was just for me because uh, I think that's really important that we set goals for our families we set goals for other people but something different for me that I could feel accomplished in myself and after hearing from uh, Sarah and also hearing from Hannah a little bit about their experiences it seems like you know what Disney does sound good of course there's other marathons half marathons races all over the country but again if I'm going to torture myself <laughs> I want to see that castle yes if you're going to torture yourself, it might as well be at Disney. Yes. What is what is the Disney theme? Happiest place on earth. So I guess if you're going to run a marathon, it might as well be at the happiest place on earth. Absolutely. Yes. So so Emily, you shared your maybe your rationale, your reason for setting this goal. What about you, Hannah? What was your reason for setting a goal of running the Disney 10K half marathon? So I don't think I ever actually knew about it until Sarah Bingham had mentioned that there was a Disney princess thingamabob and I was like what are you talking about and so then I had looked into it and I was like oh my gosh yes we have to do this and so we signed up she was like it's day it's the day we've got to do it so we did and that was kind of really the reason why I did that is Sarah was like we should do it and I was like okay fine um I've always kind of enjoyed running that I don't want to say it's a goal but like it's, it's like a stress reliever. Like if I am super tense, I know that a run is just going to kind of like give me that release that I need in a healthy and adaptive way. Being able to run, that's just great in itself. Being able to run at Disney is amazing. Being able to run with friends at Disney and all the stress relief. I mean, you can't ask for more. Well, and I think you bring up or hit on a really good point since this is a mental health podcast. You know, we're not just here to plug Disney's Princess <laughs> Marathon or whatever. But, you know, what you just shared about running is just a really healthy coping skill. And, you know, everybody knows the past 20-ish months we've all been stressed out as all get out. Um, and, you know, running, we often suggest exercise to our clients, you know, as therapists, um, suggest exercise as a coping skill and so yeah running for a lot of people clears their mind you know and I think um, you know a lot of trauma therapists understand that the bilateral movement of running your feet hitting the pavement whether it's walking or running is a great way to kind of just dig in and repair and reprocess some things so Sarah share with us a little bit about your motivation for running so my friend Mariah actually had done marathons and half marathons with Disney before and she had me psyched about it so I had shared with Hannah and then Hannah was the one who was like we should do this <laughs> and I was like okay so the two of them had me hyped me I was one of those I would only run previously if something was chasing me 
And I wasn't thinking. Like when they had me psyched, I was like, all right, yeah, we can do this. And I paid the registration fee and then reality set in. It's like, I actually like, I have to train, I have to do this. And it was something that was like, I wanted, I saw so many people, you know, on Facebook, you scroll through and everything and people doing different things. I was like, I wanna do this, I can do this. This was a goal for me. I wanted to prove to myself that I could put the hard work in and I could go and do this. And I had friends encouraging me and they were psyched and it's like, again, it's Disney, why not? How bad could this be? <laughs> so yeah, it was It was just, um, it was a great tool to like, like Hannah said, it's like stress relief as well. Uh, it, it was good actually, ended up helping me um, prepare with like my anxiety. I noticed my anxiety levels were coming down in itself because I just, I have bad anxiety as it is and but working out and training all that that it ended up being more benefit with that as well <laughs> all those feel-good chemicals mm-hmm. were really pumping through your body as you were training you know I was just thinking as all three of you were sharing how this was a personal goal for yourself but I'm sure along the training time frame there were moments where maybe you wanted to give up you thought it was too much you wanted to quit which I mean, that's just practical in life when you set a goal for yourself. It's hard sometimes to get to that goal. So how did you manage through if you had any times during the lead up that you wanted to just quit and say, ah, forget it, I'm not going to go? So setbacks are are very real, especially when you have these bigger goals that you're looking towards. It's hard to make these smaller goals to get to that bigger goal. And some of the setbacks that I personally have experienced is a sprained ligament. So I I couldn't even walk. I was uh, in a in a brace and then when cold set in when family life happens you just can't get out the time change is a big uh, issue because running at five o'clock and it's dark outside that's a little bit of a challenge so having all of these setbacks and saying it, it's very easy to say you know what okay I I'm just gonna you know kind of not give up, but it's like, all right, and it's, it's not where I want to be. And you kind of get down a little bit. That's at least what I experienced. But recognizing, you know, what the, what the purpose is, going back to the purpose of doing this. And I am not here to set the record. I will not set the world record. That is not going to happen. Um, and I'm okay with that. I think that's part of the acceptance of being okay with what your achievements can be, what the, re- what the reality is, what realistic expectations are and looking at the motivation of just a personal goal of saying, you know what, I did this. I just crossed the finish line, whether that's in three hours. I think there is a time limit though for three and a half hours. But you know, if I can do it in three hours or if I can do it in two hours, you know, the time doesn't matter to me. It is more of let me have this accomplishment and just feel like I can do something that I set my mind to. Again, it's not just to running, it can be to maybe doing a class of some sort, learning a new skill, learning a new hobby, and saying, you know what, I'm not as good as I thought I was, but you know, this is fun. And that's what I'm starting to learn is how fun running is. Did not think I would enjoy it, (laughs) but I do. Well, and I wanna like piggyback on some of the, a couple of those points. So like, you're choosing this goal and you're setting it for yourself and you're obtaining these goals. And while that feels great, 
it's also really cool when you're encouraging yourself that others see that and they start encouraging you as well, right? Like that that hype that Sarah was feeling. Yeah. Like there's that other component of like you're hyping yourself so others see that so they want to get in on that because that feels good for them too and so it's like beneficial for everyone did another half marathon and I remember like mile eight I was like I still have five miles oh my gosh and at that point there was like a sign on there it was like this sucks you we know this sucks for you but you started and like celebrate that and I just kept like replaying that as I was running of like I'm doing it like I am doing it and there is something about that like you're just doing it and you just keep doing it when I had first started training I had gotten I found an app and the app was great so it was basically couch to 10k <laughs> at least to a 10k I was like all right if I can hit a 10k I can do a half marathon and so I used the app and it was literally like you just went day by day week by week getting up in the morning it was hard I have to do a shout out to my mother because she was amazing she helped me through the summer and until the weather hit about 40 degrees in the morning she was getting up with me um, and running um, and then I started running on a treadmill with my friend Mariah we would meet on Saturday mornings but as we we're getting closer and closer to the race I think discouragement a little bit kind of started setting in a little bit of can I do this every weekend we would add another mile or two um, and once we hit that goal we were excited but getting to that goal and running on the treadmill as mile and mile kept going and I'm like oh my gosh my legs are killing me I don't know if I can do this but then you would do it and it was like okay and the first weekend when we hit probably a 10k on the treadmill it I mean we were both so excited and when we did it we just so happened where we got our our bands from Disney in the mail so it was like we got rewarded for hitting our 10k mark but yeah I mean it does at times get a little bit discouraging and during the race itself when we were running and we came to mile marker four we came to like a standstill during the run because there were so many people there was over 20,000 people who partake in this run every year so it came like congestion and I don't know if you know when you go from running to stopping your muscles start to kind of tense up a little bit and after that I started struggling and we're only on mile marker four and of course the castle was the motivation when we came around a corner and there was the castle on mar mile marker five um, it was great but then it was in your mind you just had to go mile by mile and I love how Disney actually set up markers um, so we took pictures at every mile marker and it was just like okay we made it to the next one and then in my head it was just like get to the next one get to the next one and you celebrated by taking that picture when you hit that mile it was great kept you going even when you were feeling like you weren't gonna be able to do this which I love that she's breaking it down to that I have one mile to go right like in your brain let's say you run a 10 minute mile I just have to run 10 minutes okay I'm halfway through I just ran five minutes I only have five minutes more right like you take big goals and you just keep breaking them down so that it's more tangible and you succeed and it's easier and then when you complete it again there's those feelings of oh my gosh I did this and no one can take that away from you mm -hmm. and that is such an amazing feeling one thing that I have heard from Sarah and Hannah about this is a, a, a personal myth for me was running was so isolating. And it's not. It, it really isn't. It's not an isolating sport. It's not 
something that you do by yourself. Now, sometimes yes, you may have your headphones in, you may be doing it solo, but you're you're also you have your support team, and that's what I've come through this for my own experience. When we go in February, is you know family and friends are going to be there. They're going to be racing with me. They may be a little bit faster than me, which is okay. It's I'm not racing against them. I'm not even racing against myself. I'm just racing to have fun and the support that has come out through this and just the commonalities that I've experienced even with Hannah and Sarah. It's been a really great experience. Again, this can go to any sport, any hobby, anything. Just having a support and having having your backbone people. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. I mean, we're talking about running a specific Disney marathon, but just on a a broader scale, on a more global scale, any kind of goal that you are putting in your life, you need support, you need cheerleaders, you need to surround yourself by like-minded people to help push you along to meet that goal. And then along the way, you should set many goals while you're aiming for the big goal. And that just keeps the momentum going. And so I wanted to chat for a second about failure. Because, you know, some people have asked me, like, have you ever failed? And what does it feel like when you fail? And how do you keep going? And my response to that is, of course, I fail. We all fail, you know, all the time. No one is perfect ever. And but I I think failure kind of it should be reframed, you know, to me, failure is about mindset. Is it a failure? Or is it a setback? Or is it a learning opportunity? And that's kind of how I look at when you know, when I mess up, when I make a wrong decision or do something that you know I should have you know made a different business decision then I just kind of reframe it as okay well that's not a failure it's a setback that's a learning opportunity next time I'll do this you know and I think all setbacks are amazing learning opportunities for you to do different next time and you just grow from that so how do you all look at failure I like how you said opportunity I've said that before Sarah where a lot of people use the word challenge and uh, to me that just has a negative connotation but opportunity has more of a positive forward-thinking mentality so I I use opportunity a lot as well and um, some failures that I've experienced in my life is uh, drawing. I, I, I cannot draw. I have learned that. Uh, my stick figures are uh, immaculate and my four-year-old has out uh, outperformed me already on that. So, uh, which I'm very proud of him for, for being able to do that. But, you know, I, I once considered that a failure. I, I once considered like I am not um, the, the Picasso or uh, Da Vinci out there and why not? I, I just had it in my brain that I need to be that perfect drawer or that perfect tennis player or that perfect whatever I put my mind to and then it was I was 30 years old and I said you know what I don't have to and what a freeing experience that was it was so freeing to say I don't have to be perfect at everything I put my mind to it just gives me an opportunity to learn something that I may not have explored before and right now it's running sometimes it is grueling and it is also worthwhile before I did, I think it was uh, another 10K, I, like maybe a month before, I don't know what I did, but my knee was like shot. I could I could hardly even walk. And so I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to compete if I can't even walk, let alone run? And so in that moment, I just took time to heal. Like I just rested and I hated in the moment of like, oh my gosh, like this is good. I'm going to be a failure. Like I'm not going to be able to do this, but I listened to my body. And that was super important. So I just rested. And then sure enough, when the 10K came, I was better and I enjoyed it and it was great. And I did much better than I thought I was going to do. And I think that was, it was crappy in the moment, but I didn't 
I didn't let it hold me back. I just listened to what I needed, encouraged myself, showed up, and had a blast. For me, it was about a month before the race. It's interesting how both of you have mentioned injuries and being in pain and having to rest because about a month before all the muscles in my one leg were like tensed up and I didn't know what I did I didn't know if I overdid it one of the trainings on the treadmill and everything and I was the fear set in the anxiety was like I I don't know if I can do this can I do this and like you said you kind of rest I didn't train for a couple weekends and then I did one more before and it was like, okay, but we didn't do like as far as we had been going. But then we went to Disney and (laughs) in my mind though, and actually my mom had said to me, uh, it was the night before um, the race and my anxiety was through the roof. And it was, can I do this? Can I really do this? I mean, my leg was hurting a few weeks before that and everything. And the doubt was like, overtaking me completely um and my mom's like what what are you afraid of I was like I'm afraid I'm not gonna be able to finish and she goes but look at how far you've already come you've never been a runner and look what you've achieved so far so what's the worst case scenario you can say you man you did a 10k um or you made it however many miles but that's something that you've never done before so celebrate what you are able to do but I finished (laughs) (laughs) but I finished So I guess too what I'm like hearing from all of us and just again from my own personal experience is that setbacks don't define you. Like Sarah was saying, they're just opportunities to look at yourself, look at things differently, to learn, to grow, and to just keep going. That's the most important thing, to always just show up and just keep going because things will get better. You're going to achieve whatever you're going to achieve. If not, you're going to figure out another way and you're still going to be proud of yourself and you're still going to achieve something. And that, again, is something to celebrate. I, I use uh, my son as a big motivator as well because he looks up to me. He is uh, someone who just wants to have fun. And I, I sometimes have to look at him, you know, the innocence of a child and, and through his eyes of, you know, what my setbacks are. And uh, here he is trying to write his ABCs and one, two, threes. And he's so excited about it. And I'm like, you know what? When I have a setback, I should be excited too because, again, it's that opportunity that we keep talking about. It's an opportunity to keep moving forward. And uh, what an example to set for him of like, you know, I'm gonna set a goal and through that, these are these little goals that I'm gonna do. And I have to write one before I write 10. I have to write two before I write 12. I have to write A before I get to Z. And just learning all of these different areas of small, achievable goals and making that big one whether or not again we make it in a certain time frame or not just getting as far I like how Sarah's mom was able to say to her look how far you've already come I was not a runner either until you know February when I made that decision uh to say okay I'm gonna do it and then August I made the payment I said I guess I have to do it now (laughs) (laughs) I paid some money and uh I'm doing it so which money is a big motivating factor too for a lot of people and just to recognize the these little uh, achievements are they outweigh those setbacks they definitely outweigh them they're more important and sometimes it feels uh, defeating when we get that setback but those those achievements and seeing like the the claps the the praises the 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 support that you have and getting that hug at the end I'm looking forward to that 
And Fine. pixie dust. There's pixie dust. There's pixie dust. So if y'all ever do a Disney princess, at least specifically for the princess one, they uh, sprinkle you, your godmother will sprinkle you with pixie dust when you finish. And it's just magical because it's Disney. You also get a very nice medal. I do have to say, these medals are not cheap. I was very impressed and I wore mine proudly the rest of the week because you can't just go to Disney and run the race after then you have to hobble around Disney because your legs are sore after but we were proud of these medals and we wore them around Disney um, and they were heavy but even just to that like the support and encouragement that you get after the race like when people saw you wearing your medal like the congratulations and the like you did it is Mm -hmm. unbelievable like team members everyone is just like rallying behind you like go good for you it's awesome And the whole race in itself, as you're running, I mean, everybody is dressed up, Mm -hmm. like in their favorite Disney characters. So they're dressed up, there's characters lined up for you to take pictures and everything. The whole thing is just motivation in yourself. It's just one big adrenaline rush. I mean, it's probably one of the best experiences I've had in my life so far. And like after, like I even made a shadow box after in my house. And when I'm having a bad day, that's what I go. It's like my encouragement. I go back and look through the pictures. It's like this, that was awesome. I did that. And that's what like any any goals that you set, keep some kind of like memento of that goal that you achieve because it's just motivation for the next thing. That's a good tip, you know, to kind of end on is to keep some memorabilia of um, what what your process was along the way um, while you were aiming for these goals. So thanks so much for chatting. I mean, I think I'm going to send this over to Disney and let them use it as some free marketing. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, I appreciate you taking the time to talk about the goal that all three of you set and achieved and will be achieving here shortly, Emily, and just sharing with the listeners. I think we can, you know, we're talking about one example, but obviously we can take this to a bigger scale and apply it to all areas of our lives where we are setting goals, moving forward, finding cheerleaders to support us along the way and supporting you know people supporting your family members and friends and neighbors who are setting their own goals no matter you know whether it be in business or a hobby or anything so thanks for sharing today and if you're listening and you you know need some cheerleading along the way or you need someone to talk to and process uh, maybe some personal goals that you are trying to achieve be it a mental health goal or something in your personal life feel free to reach out to us we have six locations two in Cary, raleigh garner clayton and holly springs you can find us at 1-80counseling.com thanks for listening You've been listening to the Turning Your Life Around podcast, presented by 180 Counseling, with five triangle locations to serve you. Learn more at 1-80counseling.com. This has been an exclusive presentation of News Radio 680 WPTF and 98.5 FM, a Curtis Media Group station.